It's time for episode number 20 of Precipe Your Luck. This week we'll talk about the vegetarian pasta carbonara with spinach we made last week. And then we play another exciting game of Precipe Your Luck. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi everyone! So, the patients who I work tell me all the time how happy I am. Admittedly, I amp it up a little sometimes because I want to model what happiness looks like when you are surrounded by imperfection, which we all are because we're human. But actually, I am really happy. But I'm not sure how I could translate that to the patient. Like, how do I teach my patients how to be happy? I'm also ironically, or maybe unironically, I'm not sure which, (laughs) reading the um, Happiness Trap book. But that's for another day. So I did some reading on how to get more pleasure out of your day-to-day life. Um, I recently returned to a job that, while I'd never left it technically, I was only working very sporadically. And I've definitely learned to appreciate every aspect of that job since returning. I'm so happy to be there. And this is not just me sucking up to my boss because she doesn't listen anyway. (laughs) I genuinely enjoy being there. I like talking to my coworkers. I like talking to the patients. I like figuring out what happens next. It like combines my love of project management with my therapeutic desires to help people. So... I like being there. Now, I have noticed, back to the topic of happiness, I have noticed that my projects, whether they are big or small, I go through the five same phases each time. Phase one, I'm super excited. Nothing's going to get in the way of my goal. I'm great. I'm going to be done with this in no time, and the whole time is going to be one pleasure cruise of an experience. (laughs) Okay, phase two. Phase one does not last long. Phase two. Okay, so maybe everything isn't perfect, but I'm past the inertia of getting started, and things are starting to roll. This is going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Phase three, the plotting middle, where I can recognize progress, but it's slow, and it's tedious, and I'm a little bit worried that life has no real meaning. (laughs) Phase four. Everyone and everything sucks, especially me. Burn it down. The whole world. Burn it down. This project is never going to end. (sighs) Phase five. I'm done. It's amazing. And I feel good about this achievement. It's the same for me every time. It doesn't matter if I am folding a bucket of laundry, washing dishes, doing a creative project that's small or a creative project that's really big. Every single time I go through the same stages. And I also forgot my pre-stage. What's my pre-stage, Ian? Pre-stage. Before phase one. Before when you know the action's fixing to start. Uh boy, he really knows me really well. (laughs) Never mind. I complain wildly. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Which has no meaning except Ian's always like, Oh, honey, you don't have to do that. But that's when the action is going to start. I have to verbalize the will to have it to, to complete it. And then, you know, then the action begins. Anyway, so three, five, three out of five of those stages are pretty okay. One's really, two are great, one's okay. But the middle two are anchors. And to combat that, I use a lot of positive self-talk. Remind myself I've been through these stages loads of times, probably already in that day. 
And I know that phase five is coming. I just have to hang tight. I also tend to bribe myself with something I find enjoyable, something little, but something I find enjoyable, like a cup of coffee or playtime with the puppies. I also tell myself it's okay to walk away and do something else for a little bit. The world will not stop spinning if I don't finish all the dishes right now. And so far, it has never stopped spinning. So That's true. I'm not even lying to myself. <laughs> so I was reading an article, which I'll link to in the show notes, um, that I think I'm going to talk about with the patients maybe next week about getting more pleasure and finding more pleasure in life. Because that pleasure is there. We just, we don't always recognize it. So there's actually some step-by-step guides on how to, like, find more pleasure in your, or to recognize the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that the pleasure's there, step one. Then recognize it is step two. Um, it also talks about the concept of hedonistic, hedonistic adaptation. Things become more, things that become less pleasurable the more you do them. They're like, um, they're, one of their examples in the article is buying a new car. You're super excited when you buy that new car. You bought this new car. It's awesome. It smells good. It's so clean and wonderful and perfect. Over time, that diminishes, even though it's still a great car that gets you from point A to point B. And find, so remembering that is kind of tough. They also talk about as you eat, the, even if it's something you really enjoy, you know, that first bite of pizza is never as good as the last bite, theoretically. Actually, that's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, anyway, I certainly do that with coffee because I drink two cups a day. And when I drink three, not including decaf, de- decaf doesn't count, the last one's never as good as the first. I'm always a little bit disappointed when I have that third cup of real coffee in a day, even though some days I still do it. The first two are nearly life-affirming. The third one, meh, it was pretty good. Um, so that's one thing that kind of has that, that loses that pleasure. A couple things I never get tired of are watching Busy romp after toys or wag <laughs> his tail in five dimensions. Right, Ian? Yep. Do you get tired of watching Busy romp? No. No. Never. It's the cutest thing ever. It really is. Uh, I when, whenever Leela gets, gets it in her head to start pushing a ball around or digging her toy box, I could watch that for days. Because it's yep. never not entertaining. It never not brings me joy. Or when Leela pounces us when we get home, and they are terrifying. I'm telling you all, they are terrifying. <laughs> and I, I love them each and every time. I'm always a little hurt when I don't get the terrifying pounds. Yep. So my challenge to myself this week is to find other ways other things in my life where I can, you know, recognize that pleasure. So are you going to join me in that, Ian? Are you going to find things, little things that are pleasurable? Sure. Be a happier person. Sounds like a good goal. It is a good goal. Okay. Well, moving on. Enough, enough hedonism talk. Always makes you think of hedonism bot from Future <laughs> Jombie, get the pudding. No, I don't think anyone's going to get that reference. Anyway, uh, before we talk about what we ate last week, let's talk about capers. We said we were going to try them. We paired them with our now Ellen Satter's, you know, one of Ellen Satter's guidelines for trying new food is to have them with the food you already like. So we paired them with our never fails, always yummy pork schnitzel. Yes. What did we think of the capers? I... 
I wasn't a huge fan. I wasn't uh, either. The, you know, the, the, the pickly notes I got at the, when I first put them in my mouth weren't bad. I bet that was fine, but there was some real earthy aftertaste that I just, I couldn't shake. And yeah. It, the, the longer it lingered, the less I liked it. And yeah, no, that it was just a little too earthy, too bitter, too something. Yeah, I was not a fan. And I don't know if it was the brand we bought, but I don't care. I'm not going to try another one. Yeah. So, I mean, I tried a yay for us for trying something new. Mm-hmm. So we can pat ourselves on the back for that. Yep. So let's talk about our main recipe from last week. Ian, can you remind us what we made? Sure. It was the vegetarian carbonara with spinach. Sometimes pasta comes up more than once a week, especially in the winter. Carbonara always feels like a treat, but here's our new vegetarian-friendly version with smoked provolone or gouda to replace the traditional bacon. All right. So where did we buy the ingredients? We already had the pasta, the garlic, and the parmesan, and we bought real parmesan, not the craft already, which, you know, I use the craft parmesan, too, in certain applications, but for this one, we wanted the... You know the real stuff. The real stuff that's going to dirty up a grater. <laughs> uh, we got that at Central Market, and the smoked cheese came from Sprouts. So we really struggled to find smoked provolone. They were sold out at Central Market when we were there. Yep. We could, there wasn't any at Kroger, so we settled on using a smoked Monterey Jack as opposed to Gouda because some of us have extreme biases against goat cheese. It might be both of us, but I'm only going to out one of us, Ian. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh huh. Uh, So how did we deviate from the recipe? Obviously, we used a different smoked cheese, and we also did not use the prescribed amount of spinach. We cut the recipe in half. The original recipe called for a pound of spinach. That's still a half a pound of spinach for two people. It's a lot of spinach. Uh, About how long did it take? Uh, Only about 30 minutes. It came together really quickly. The longest part anytime we make pasta is how long it takes to boil the water. Yeah. And how was cleanup? I thought for a quick meal, this generated a lot of dishes. Yeah, it really The skillet, did. the colander, the Dutch oven, the cheese grater, the citrus squeezer. Um, I'm sure there were more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so what did you think of the results? Well, um, I was still happy using the garlic peeling method I found on YouTube. So I used it, did it in a mason jar this time as opposed to two bowls. Well, I don't think I mentioned what I did before. We'll link in the show notes to the YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I liked the pasta. I really liked the smoky cheese, which yes. I did not know how I'd feel about the smoky cheese. I yeah, like... If, if your goal is to, again, to be, be careful how you think about this, right? It's You're not... Re- I mean, you can't really replace bacon, but, right. you know, for a reasonably tasty vegetarian option that's, you know, delicious and bacon-ish, yeah, I thought it was real good. Well, not even, you don't even have to call it bacon-ish, it was smoky. Well, It yeah. had, it was, it was pleasantly smoky. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I I did not like the texture of the spinach, though. Right, that Which was I realized that was a large component of the dish. It was like gooey balls of green yeah especially when it got mixed in with, with that the cheese, cheese yeah it, yeah it just it had a really unpleasant texture the taste even wasn't bad but the yeah the texture was just very unpleasant and so i know we've already talked that if we make it again we might try something like snap peas or oh something yeah i think of... something yeah a vegetable that's gonna kind of hold up and not c- 
combine into a singularity, I think would be <laughs> would be better. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom tried to feed us something with spinach when I was a child, and I had a screaming fit. And it had to be, I mean, it had to be less than 10, because I remember, I totally remember the table we were at and the room we were in. And God bless her. I don't know if she ever tried again with spinach. So I'm really proud of myself that I tried it and I went into this open-minded. But yeah, yeah if, if we could replace that with a different vegetable, I would make it again. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it was pretty tasty. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anything else to add? Uh, No. All right. So we are again using the New York Times weeknight dinner email. This is the one for, from... Last week called In Praise of American Cheese. Ooh, a theme. I know. They each have they have themes every week, Ian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can't remember what last week's was, but this week okay. it's American Cheese. This promises to be interesting. Okay, and just a reminder, this is uh we're gonna play this it's a pressure luck game. Uh you can uh you must pick one and only one of the recipes you hear. If you pick uh Mondays, that's it. You got to take that one. And if you, uh, but once you pass on a recipe, it's gone forever. And if you make it to Friday, you have to take Friday's recipe. Are, Are we ready? ready? Yep. Let's do it. Monday. Homemade hamburger helper. This is not a recipe where you have to be a stickler about measurements or ingredients. Everything blends together into a fabulous oozy mess. It calls for bacon and ground beef, but the turkey bacon and ground chicken that happened to be in my fridge work just as well. This takes a a little longer than most of our weeknight recipes, but most of it is just simmering time, which you can use to cut up some vegetables to balance out all that cheese. Hmm. I mean, it looks like um, what you think it should look like based on the description. (laughs) Right. I loved Hamburger Helper, but I kind of feel like we have something like that with the with our american goulash recipe that's true it's probably not very different from that is it what our american goulash doesn't have american cheese in it that's true i think this is a meal that we would like but it feels decidedly safe and it's only monday and it's only monday okay i'm all right with rolling the dice okay tuesday lemony shrimp and bean stew the crispness of fresh shrimp and the creaminess of white beans are almost weirdly wonderful in combination separately i would steam a head or two of broccoli florets to dip in the buttery lemony sauce i don't know what that has to do with american cheese i was just about to say but we made something similar to this with the shrimp and beans yeah was, yeah that's so, true yeah i'm gonna vote we pass on this i, I will agree with that as well okay Wednesday. I think they lied about American. I thought they were seriously in praise of American cheese is the headline. I think we need to talk to the New York Times headline <laughs> writers. What do theme mean? <laughs> uh, Wednesday mushroom parmesan tart. I, I don't even need to read the description. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Obviously, on a weeknight, you're not going to make your own pie crust. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> These people don't know me at all. But with thyme, parmesan, onions, and a little cream in the filling, using store-bought isn't going to stand in the way of a delicious result. I do not like mushrooms. Nope. I'm not going to change my mind on that. Nope. Certainly not with something where it's 90% of the ingredients. Okay, moving on. Uh, Is that Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Thursday. Can we go back to 
teasing. I'm teasing. I know how the game is played. Mm-hmm. One pot turmeric coconut rice with greens. A can of coconut milk can be transform a transformative ingredient, especially in a vegan kitchen. The richness it brings to a pot of spiced rice and greens nudges this dish into main course territory. Roast some butternut squash cubes or pair it with a tomato salad for contrast. Friday? <laughs> I might pick the mushrooms before I pick that. Of course, I, I, you're a bigger fan of coconut than I am. I, I don't really... know how much you can taste. I don't know how much coconut milk tastes coconutty. It's pretty coconutty in my experience. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't have your your apparently um, tropical island experience of drinking <laughs> coconut milk. All right, well, and cross your fingers, everybody. Here comes Friday. <laughs> Sheet pan roast chicken and mustard glazed cabbage. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, I can deal with this. Roast chicken is a fine and festive way to end the week. Then again, Friday night is also peak exhaustion for a home cook. This all-in-one meal of sheet pan roast chicken with seasonal flavors like apple cider vinegar, cabbage, and mustard is an excellent solution. That looks yummy. And I've been trying, I've been reading a lot about sheet pan cooking, never done it. So I'm super excited about this recipe. Yeah. I mean, we already have a roast chicken we really like, but I'm not against trying a different one. Well, and this we used- is like cut up in pieces, to a- too. Oh, okay. And we used to have a roast we cabbage like, recipe. We, lo- we like roast cabbage. Yeah, so-, so, yeah, that's a winner. Yeah. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Friday. Yeah. We're going to go back and review what they mean by theme, though. <laughs> All right. All right, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Then thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, let us know what you picked. And if you want to get a recipe, put in the randomizer for a future episode. We don't do that anymore. We might do that later. We might later. do it again. Okay, sorry, you can, folks. You can still email it to us at <laughs> precipeyourluck at gmail.com. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Oh, Ian, what will Susan Collins be having this week? Well, she'll be having what Moscow Mitch McConnell is having, of course. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.